I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Aaron, and this is the Decrypt Daily's weekend update. Let's take a look at those crypto prices. Well, it's bloody. The seven-day blood is around 30% across the board. Let's take a look at those top five coins the bloody top five coins. Bitcoin is sitting at $44,340, down around 6.5% in 24 hours and 22% over the week. Ethereum, $1,350, down around 9% in 24 hours. Cardano is at number three at $1.24, down around 6.5% in 24 hours. Binance is at the number five spot at $206.77, down around 10% in 24 hours. And Polkadot is in the number six spot at $30 even, down around 11.3% in 24 hours. Total market cap, we're sitting at $1.35 trillion, with a BTC dominance of 61.4%. And I just want to make sure that everybody keeps this in perspective when you're looking at these charts. Zoom out. Zoom out. Just keep $44,000 Bitcoin in perspective that, yes, I know it was 58000 but it's still $44,000 Bitcoin. And in bull cycles, in the crypto space at least, you're going to have a lot of pullbacks. I think in the last bull cycle, we had about 9, 30% pullbacks before we rallied back up. So this is basically par for the course. This is not unnormal, but please keep this in perspective. Don't fall for the FUD. When you have pullbacks like this, the news agencies love to do the FUD headlines. Everybody starts doing FUD headlines because that's what they want to do. They want to get you to click on fear, uncertainty, and doubt, don't fall for it, don't click, don't FUD the space, and don't let the headline writers win. Going into the headlines, if you guys remember, FTX Exchange is trading, I would call it pseudo shares of Coinbase on their exchange. And what it does is saying, okay, if Coinbase was listed at $50 billion on the NASDAQ, then the shares would be this price. So they are allowing you to buy the shares at this price, and then allowing trading just to happen naturally. And then whoever is holding those shares, when the direct public offering goes on the NASDAQ, they're going to adjust the price accordingly, and if you're over, you lose money. If you're under, you win money. It's just basically how they're doing it. Well, looking at that trading, a month ago, the shares for Coinbase on FTX Exchange was trading at $272 per share. However, in the past month, it went up 45%. It's now around $395 for a share of Coinbase. And that goes with basically what we're seeing in the space. If, if you remember yesterday's show, we acknowledged that Coinbase went from $54 billion market cap. Then people were saying it was around $77 billion market cap. And just yesterday, we reported that it's over a $100 billion market cap before it goes DPO. So we can see how the anticipation of this company going on the NASDAQ is really, really catching fire. A little bit of disclaimer, though, on FTX, there's only about $72,000 worth of volume in 24 hours trading the shares for Coinbase. That's not that much. But it is showing you what people are thinking Coinbase will be worth in the future. Now, I found this article. Link is in the description, by the way. It's basically everything you need to know about Coinbase's direct listing. And I'm going to give you the highlights. If you want to read the full article, again, the link is in the show notes. 
So here are some highlights. What are the advantages of going direct public offering over initial public offering? Well, it's cheaper. The existing shares, shares held by people in the company, shares held by initial investors, well, they're not diluted. And it's much faster. You're cutting out the middleman, the hurdles, you're just going straight onto the NASDAQ. What symbol will Coinbase shares trade under? Well, the NASDAQ ticker will be COIN. That's pretty straightforward. When will Coinbase shares be listed? Well, there's no date right now, but when they do announce, I promise you, you will not be able to miss it. Who will be able to buy Coinbase shares? Well, since Coinbase shares will be listed on the NASDAQ exchange, it means that anyone who has an account with a brokerage that deals in U.S. stocks will be able to purchase Coinbase shares. Also, investors will also be able to purchase Coinbase shares on any mobile trading apps that list NASDAQ Global Select Market Stocks. And I'm assuming that means like Robinhood. I would double check on that. I'm not too sure. Again, read the article in the show notes if you want to go down the rabbit hole of the details. If you guys remember about the Canadian ETF, the first Bitcoin ETF, it went crazy when it first started. It was like $80 million in ETF sales in the first hour and like $165 million of shares in this ETF in the first day. So far, this ETF has almost a half a billion dollars under management. This has been called one of the most successful ETF launches of all time. However, the amount of people getting into the ETF right now is cooling down. People are chilling out. They're backing off. They're looking at the Bitcoin price going, maybe I'll just wait a little bit and see what happens. BTFD. Some people don't listen. Will they be right or will they be wrong? I guess I'm going to have to come back in a month or two and tell everybody you should have BTFD'd or, damn it, we should have sold at the top. London School of Economics Economists says you don't want to live in a world where Bitcoin succeeds. John Danielson, an economist at the London School of Economics, wrote a column about the rising price of Bitcoin. He argues that continued gains for Bitcoin will cause grave inequality, a dystopian future. But we'll never get to that point, he says, because society will notice the perverse consequences. <laughs> and, and I'm just going to stop there and just go, wait, we don't notice the perverse consequences of the current system? The perverse consequences of the Fed or the centralized banks printing a crap ton of money? We, the people, don't notice the perverse consequences of when COVID hits, small businesses close, and big businesses too big to fail get a lot of government bailouts. We don't notice the perverse consequences of the richest people in the world now being worth $200 billion a piece. And that happens during a global pandemic while people are at home trying to argue with their government for $600 or $1,400 or $2,000 checks so they can pay their bills. And at the same time, we're trying to forgive rent and mortgage payments and student loan debt because people aren't getting by. We don't notice these perverse consequences. But for some reason, Bitcoin and the dystopian future that this person calls it, perverse consequences are different. Sorry for the rant. I got riled up there for a minute. But I think that if we're all trying to imagine a better future, we can't think that we're, we got it right now. Everything's perfect because it isn't. It, it's not perfect. So I would rather think of the future Try to plan down the road. Try to think of new systems and try to tweak the systems that we have to make sure that there is more equality and more equity across the board. I want people to go back to be able to put their money into a bank and earn interest off of it because banks are getting rich by using your money. I want people to be able to earn a dollar and that dollar be worth a dollar in five years. Not inflation, eat away at your earnings or your savings. And I just want to point out the obvious or maybe it's the not too obvious. This is being written from somebody who lives in the UK. I live in the U.S. Yes, there are inequalities, 100%. But if you've been outside of those two countries to developing countries, and you saw that the average person makes around two to $300 a month, yet there are still billionaires and multi-multi-millionaires, 
and the government and officials and people with power have way, way, way more than the average person, I think that maybe you adjust that statement or the way you just said that. I don't know. He just rubbed me the wrong way. As though looking or trying to experiment with new technologies and new ways to think about economies in the future for equity and equality for all is somehow bad and that we just have to stick with the status quo. No innovation. No invention. I don't know. Let's think differently. I don't, I don't like this guy. And finally, a FUD headline. When the price goes down, the FUD comes out. SD CEO says Bitcoin not ready to become a means of payment. Well, that's a dub because we're talking about store of value and we're not talking about peer-to-peer electronic cash. We kind of understand that narrative is kind of slowly dying. We don't know about the second layer or third layer protocol that's going to go on the Bitcoin blockchain. But again, this is the FUD that's coming out. Let me read this for you real quick. SD won't accept Bitcoin anytime soon. SD CEO Josh Silverman thinks the currency is too volatile for now. It also won't be buying any Bitcoin as an asset to hold. Okay. Great. Thanks, Josh. It's great, Josh. You really added to that conversation. Good job, Josh. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily Weekend Update. I'll be back tomorrow, and I have a very important episode for you from our editor-in-chief on Tuesday. I'll see you Monday, and until then, happy hodling.